All right, dudes. Thanks for coming, man. This is uh, this is cool. Welcome to my basement where we do all our podcasting. Um, you were telling me about a. First of all, we've got Nick and Chase of TVs of Terror right now, and um, be really cool to hear about. I think I've been to like maybe the first TVs of Terror that you guys did in Halloween of we went last yeah free year. pizza and yeah it was really cool it was, it was really fun yeah. that's us yeah the first one we did was September mm-hmm. the month of September September twenty eighth okay. And it was kind of a, it was a long one. We we've trimmed it down to we've you know kind of. Yeah, you guys had the couch and you did like the whole. Um, you have the old old school TV over there on the side, the smoke machine. Oh, I did. It was like the, it, was it was awesome. Yeah, we still have every, every bit of that. But um, we did a double feature that night. It was yeah, our yes. first two were double features. We okay. wanted to yeah. start out big. The whole thing. I thought it was just going to be kind of centered around you know September October Halloween thing, but you guys have kept it going. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's How's it been? You know, um, you you, got, you aren't doing the double features anymore, though. We did one. We did. We've done three total. The first two are double features, and then we did a, a Valentine's Day double feature. Okay. Um, it's kind of just based on. Uh, well, that one. So that one was supposed to be a collaborative event uh, with my friend Anthony, who runs a horror literature program at the O'Neill Library called Under the Mountain. Hmm. And so he was just getting it started, and so it was okay. kind of a way to cross promote that with an author event that he had. Uh, a guy coming into town named Ske- Stephen Graham Jones. And uh, so we had him basically give us five or six movies to pick from, and we just chose two and kind of we just collaborated on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, who's the dude that was coming into town? Is that like a uh, know about? Yeah, uh, Stephen Graham Jones. I can't remember where he's from, but um, no, yeah. he's he just writes writes horror literature and everything. Okay. Um, okay. Kind of a, a newer author, but he uh, he drew a pretty big crowd at his his. Um, book event, which is entirely a result of being featured on our uh, program. So, oh, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the book, or any anything I would have heard of? Uh, I really should know the name of this book. There's a no. chainsaw. One. That good. Oh yeah, uh, my heart is a chainsaw. Yeah. Was the new one? Okay, um, I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had he had one. I think it's like uh, the only good Indians or something. Or the only, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think that was the one before it. Um, but that's kind of how. Anthony tacked onto him, and then when he was releasing that, they were like, all right, let's do a Because the book is basically about a, a girl who loves slasher movies, and so it kind of fit with us because it's like, well, we basically do a lot of horror movies. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we just picked two that kind of fit the bill, and uh, that was a, it was a, it was a funny event. It was Ooh. a trial. Yeah, that was, that, that was like the biggest challenge I think we've had so far. Every one that we've done has been... Amazing, very fun. Even that one, yeah. But that was, we had a lot of hiccups on that one, um, and that's sort of the crux of why we don't do double features. We just don't have enough time to set up and test everything. Sure. Um, well, like, what is one of the, if if you don't mind me asking, what's one of the hiccups that you guys had? Because the, the one we went to, just for anybody that hasn't been to TV's of Terror, um, you guys have like this cool retro couch set up in the corner, and the film started, and you guys give away. Free pizza and stuff. Yeah. It's really fun, and it's a free event. It's At a free event, the, free free food, uh, free. I guess you'd call it entertainment. We're, yeah. yeah, we're entertainers. So yeah, we we bring this living room set up just to kind of set the it's, scene. It's his living room. Oh setup. no! What did I tell everybody? Did silence their phones? Sorry, that's all me. I'm just glad it wasn't me. <laughs> and it's a spam call too. Oh it's not even like. Should have answered. Anything it. good? I should have. 
Well, nah, we'll never know. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Rookie. I'm totally leaving. That Rookie. <laughs> yeah, just to set the scene, it's like a, a living room that we kind of set up inside of Saturn to make it feel, you know, homey. It's actually his living room. It's actually my living room. Is it really? Room. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You just bring your <laughs> not the, furniture. Not the couch itself, but like the blankets and lamp and okay. rug. Hey, that's a write-off though, isn't it? Using your kind, own in a way, yeah. but yeah. I just bring my microwave for the popcorn because we don't have a detached nice. microwave at Saturn. It's oh, the insider information. What? Okay. Saturn doesn't have a microwave? Well, we have a microwave, but you can't. it can't leave the green room because it's attached uh, to the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. One time we actually, we blew a, I, I think we blew a fuse <laughs> or something. Yeah, we ruined a, an episode of, um, I think it was, I want to say it, it was Paul's show, I think. It was Paul's show on, uh, on Substrate because originally we had the microwave plugged in at the merch table and that has a bunch of stuff attached to it a bunch oh, of yeah, lights and all they got that. the substrate studio like, oh, yeah right. so Next it's door. on the same circuit i guess as that and i guess running the microwave and the lights uh for an extended period of time uh just like killed their show right in the middle of it <laughs> and we were just kind of watching the movie and someone's like uh hey uh guys you need to uh, you turn off the microwave um it's like what it's like oh, oh the, the substrate just like we blew a fuse it went down the lights are all off it's like oh uh okay so oh, now man. we plug it up on the back bar okay it's safer that way man Okay. Well, that was just a our subversive way of saying our show is more important. It is. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Come on. I'm not saying it was planned. Live radio, <laughs> pop horror movies, popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, how did this thing get started? Um, and, and how did the partnership, I mean, obviously Saturn is a rad venue. It's a really cool place to host such a cool event. Oh, yeah. Um, had, had you guys, I, mean, I assume you guys have been friends before this and started kicking around the idea to do... A horror movie well, night or something? We, we kind of knew each other before this. Um, Still not friends. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> They're no. getting there. We're get that, like, weren't supposed to talk about that. Get the relationship <laughs> demographics um, here. But yeah, I work at Saturn. Um, and so oh, okay. I, had done a, I had done a screening series there before um, called Sonic Visions. And it lasted basically up until COVID hit. And it, like our last one was in February of 20, 2020. So yeah. Uh, but um, when we came back, reopened, um, we were, I was given the opportunity to do just kind of a one-off screening there by Brian. And uh, I didn't know what, I mean, I had ideas for movies to screen, but they didn't really say, this is going to be an exciting night of entertainment. And so it was right. like, I needed something. And then uh, I think we were just at the Crestwood Tavern one night, um, our friend Rolf, and, and Chase was there. And I was kind of explaining what I was thinking. And then... Uh, Chase had had an idea for a hook, and it was uh, why not screen it all on VHS? Yeah, I have a lot of them, <laughs> dude. I was looking at your uh, you've got you, you wear many hats. I know you play in a lot of bands and stuff around town, and um, I didn't know you did the whole VHS thing. I don't know if you're still doing that. Okay, so you, that's your account. Yeah, yeah, you had like a whole okay. page of yeah. like where you find these, I guess, rare VHS and yeah. usually hard themed, mostly, and that's what I like to collect. And it's always been something I've. I've just done kind of in the background, like I, I, so like, yeah, most of my time is spent like music or, um, or work or whatever, but my side hobby was just like, I loved collecting like old horror movies. Um, I don't think we have, we have a VHS collection back there and I don't think we have any horror movies. No horror. I have Beetlejuice, like a, I guess that's the closest thing to horror. Horror. I have like a, yeah. a blockbusters worth of movies. Really? Just He's in not my kidding. living room. <laughs> Dude. It's, wow. it's like, thousands of 
horror tapes. Just thousands. Yeah, oh, that's so oh cool. My gosh. That's so cool. Well, how did you get into that? Yeah, and how long have you been doing it? I think I've probably been collecting at least ten years. Probably like two thousand eight or nine. I, wow. I, I think I really got like hooked because you could go to a thrift store and pick them up for like fifty cents. Yeah. Now the whole market has changed, and it's like some of the tapes I have, they're like hundreds of dollars. Whoa. It's crazy how things go in circles like that. Like it goes from being like when VHS first hit, it was the cat's meow, it was awesome. And then there's a point where it's just like you can't give away a tube TV. You can't give away VHS tapes. No one has a VCR player. And then it makes this weird swing where all of a sudden it's like trying to find a working VCR. We've looked. You can't find them. Yeah. A, a, a cool <clears throat> retro tube TV? Get out, man. They're yeah, like hundreds of dollars oh, to try to find to buy them online. And uh, I assume VHS tapes, especially like the cool ones, um, go the same way. Yeah, right? I think horror specifically has this like weird, uh, like cult following and draw. And I, I'm in a lot of like nerdy groups on Facebook where everyone's always looking for the same tapes. And um, when you finally find one, or you trade someone a tape for or several tapes for one tape that you've been after for a long time, it's just like this. It's this rush, and um, it's always just fun sharing those stupid movies Man, with your friends. That's so cool. So do you have any, like, unicorns, like, yeah. tapes you're really proud of? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the big boxes, like, um, they're, like, slightly bigger than... They're, like, oversized. Yeah, they're oh, oversized. It's almost like a Disney I mean, type. Like Which we have it's the like, Oliver and Company <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. VHS. It's even, it's even bigger than a clam. So that's a clam this shell. This is a clam. It's bigger than that? It's bigger than that. It's like a book. I should have brought some for show and tell. Dude, I know, cool. man. Let's learn about VHS. Yeah, that's cool. That was an oversight. Is this worth anything? No. Oliver and Company? I guess Maybe. it's worth... Uh, it's, you, it's could, you could fool people into, think, into thinking it's worth something. Yeah. Could put some money um, in there, and then I think that would be it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, but it's all like... Perceived, the underground world of VHS It's collectors. all perceived market value, though, because like... It's not really worth anything. It's only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay willing for to pay. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing is with that market, it, it it's just gone crazy. People will pay literally a thousand bucks for a tape. I have this movie called Video Violence. It's probably worth $2,000. Really? Yeah. Video Violence. Very oh. shitty, shittily made movie. Oh, I've like got, shot we're, we're going to get into all the whole yeah, yeah. realm of, because um, I have so many questions. But Yeah, I mean, Goodwills are just, they're still throwing away VHS. When they get them now, they just throw them in the trash. They don't even really? put them on the shelves anymore. So it's getting harder to find them. Just because they don't have any concept of yeah. the value of them at this point. There's That's no more supply. The supply that is existent is dwindling, and the demand is just going. Up. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's. Really good point. I mean, that's how value is created when the supply is diminished. Right. Then when something becomes rare, then that's when the price of it skyrockets and stuff. We uh shout out to my buddy who does the vintage uh shih tzu, I think is how you say his business name. But um one of the things that was kind of cool is like when he first started collecting like vintage clothing and, and, and everybody, that's like another thing that's just taken off, you know, the mom's market and all these markets that mm -hmm. pop up Saturn or at uh Saturn and um, hmm. Cahaba, you know, the punk rock flea market stuff. It's like everybody's after these, like, uh, rare old shirts and jackets and clothing and jeans and denim or whatever. Oh, yeah. And um, he said that the thrift stores and stuff that he would shop at when he first got into it, 
he could find all kinds of stuff, but then they kind of got smart to it. Like they actually realized the oh, value yeah. they in the like, clothing. Yeah, America's thrift store has like an eBay page now. Yeah, and or, and like their own like they have a store that's set up <clears throat> almost like uh, Urban Outfitters now, but it's like America's thrift store. And it's catering to the collectors yes. and to the you know the wow. Yeah, people, people that, that are after that stuff. Yeah, because I get ads like that on Instagram all the time, and it's America's Thrift Store. They want but I'm surprised. $60. I feel like they've picked up on the tube TVs, too, because I know when you go into a, a thrift store, you can't find really any old-school like TVs. Um, and I don't know if that's just because maybe they're just coming few and far between or if other people come in and snatch them up. But it's it's just interesting to me how something can go from being completely worthless <laughs> to all of a sudden – it's like now everybody wants it. Like I had to hunt for this little tube TV we have on our fridge behind me. Yeah, well, with tube t- TVs too and a lot of just older electronics, you have fewer and fewer people that are specialized in fixing and repairing these sure. old junk TVs. And so find it's really one nice. in good shape. Yes, you, know? you have to like go to like maybe an estate sale where people have taken care of it over the years and get lucky. Yeah, I bought this one off uh, Facebook Marketplace. and It was a guy who had kept it for like 30 years in his kitchen just on his counter. I and I guess he didn't realize the value of it because he he listed it for like thirty bucks, and I messaged him right away and I was like, "Dude, I'll meet you anywhere and come get this TV." He had the remote with it and everything, oh, nice. I and agree. I was like, "You could probably sell this for like a hundred dollars, easy, you mm-hmm. know." Um, and it works with the old Nintendo, like you know the the gun for like Duck Hunt doesn't mm-hmm. work with like the newer monitors mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's kind of that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'm surprised all that to come back to say that um, I'm surprised that. You said that thrift stores and stuff are just throwing away VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's still probably a lot of them out there, especially ones that, like, no one really cares about, like Jungle Book 2 or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, there's well, there's a lot of Jerry Maguire's out there. A lot of Jerry Maguire's. Jerry Maguire. yeah. oh, you got to snap those up, man. I know. Somebody's doing up. it. Yeah. Jerry uh, Maguire. Show me the money. Well, cool. Well, going back to the TV's a terror thing, um, I guess you're – that answers my question, how you guys got your foot in the door with Saturn. So yeah. are you the guy to go to if I had like a cool idea for something I wanted to do? I mean, sure, I'll listen to it. I Sweet. can't do anything about it, though. Mm. No, I'm just the box <laughs> office manager. So really, I, I can sell you a ticket to something or tell you when the show is. Well, I don't know personally anybody that works there. So you're the first one. So well, hey. at least I've got like a foot in the door. Oh, yeah. No. Well, that's like the way that we schedule everything basically is because I have access to like the office the and calendar the calendar. And stuff, so basically yeah. kind of... Uh, usually we try, I think we kind of have worked somewhere between like a month and a half, a month and a month and a half out. And we just look at whatever nights are available on the schedule. Cause usually we have to default to whatever's not taken up by like a touring act or something. Sure, yeah. and everything has holds on it until a certain point. And then if there's nothing kind of promising for that, we'll kind of give it to us. But you know, we get a, we get kind of a pick, like we do have some, some choice in it depending on, you know, if we want to do it, I mean, kind of depending on if we want to make the event a little bit bigger, like we're angling for eventually doing a big like weekend party event um we've only done one weekend day and it was for uh our second one is troll 2 and cyst troll 2 dude yeah. i actually don't we met... have that poster yeah we got the poster wait um, um so is it the one it's like glow in the dark i don't know i don't think it's glow no. in the dark. it's just like a paper poster okay but we went <clears throat> to uh shout out bottle tree before it was saturday oh um, yeah uh Long rodney scott's one. whatever it is now uh, they had a screening there of Troll 2. I was probably still in college when that happened. And they had some of the cast there, which was kind of cool. They, so, like, autographed the poster and stuff. Yeah, so it turns out one of them lives in uh, Alex- Alex- Alexander City. City. Alexander I think it's City. Alexander? 
think it's Alexander called. City. I'm mm. shortening it. Yeah, one of the dudes like a dentist or something. He's a mm. dentist now. George Hardy, shout out. He's actually a good friend of mine now. Oh, really? Um, so I went down there with the sole intent <laughs> of hooking him into like doing another screening at Birmingham. But I also needed my teeth cleaned. So I show up and like he's like in the middle of cleaning my teeth. And I'm like, I'm a really big fan. And, you know, I brought my VHS for, that I've, I'd had for years. Like I didn't even have to say a word like about it. He's like, oh, I want to sign everything you have. And he just like loved talking about it. You could tell he's like really passionate and like super sweet. And um, I was like, I would love to have you do this thing that you did again at mm -hmm. Saturn, and just like sold out. Like everyone was way into it. He was way was into it. Yeah. It was, oh, so y'all did it? Yeah. Oh, it was, okay, it, okay. Well, this was like me, like just several years back. It was like twenty seventeen before the TV. TV mm -hmm. This is yeah, okay, separate, okay. separate thing. So it was twenty seventeen. We we put this event on, and we got you know we were we became kind of close after that. And he would just like call me out of the blue and say like. <laughs> You know, like, hey, I got this great idea. I want to like run past you about like, like doing a another showing. He's always wanting to like share this, you know, his his talents. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know they did a documentary about Troll too. Yeah. And it was like the making of and how it was such a you know kind of a bad movie that ended up being awesome. You know, the name uh, of the documentary is the best worst, movie the best movie. worst movie or something. Yeah. And so I never saw the documentary, but I did see the trailer for it. And I think he talked about it at the event that I went to. God, it must have been 10 years ago now. I remember um, that event. I was definitely there. It was um, cool. And he got the other guy. He was, it was like, it was just him, but he got the other guy, the, oh my God guy. <laughs> yeah. He got him on the phone. Oh, and, hell um, yeah. And he did that line over oh, the good. phone. So good. Uh, everybody who doesn't hasn't seen Troll Two, go check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, please do. <laughs> that was so. That was our second second movie we did in October together. We so basically fast forward several years later, we we had our first one in September, um, and then the second month, the month of October, we we're like we have to do this. It's like October. It'd be fun. He'll come up for it, and he did. And uh, he also um, was in this new movie with Greg Sestero from The Room. Uh, okay. It's, oh, it's, it's called Sist. Yeah. Oh, oh hi, Mark. Well, he, he's he Mark. Mark. Yeah. Oh, he's Mark. Okay. Yeah. So they're in this movie together called Sist, and it's so gruesome. Or It's just, like, grotesque. Okay. It's, it's extremely goofy. Yeah. Very goofy. Um, check it out. It's called Sist. It is actually surprisingly awesome and george hardy really hams it up it's like mm -hmm. a good good movie and we 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 premiered that movie um along oh, you guys did the, the premiere okay. yeah it okay. worked out that uh yeah that screening was the first time that it was shown out i guess outside of a festival in yeah. the u.s yeah Whoa. dude that's cool yeah well that's awesome man um well going back to the genre in general what is it about and, and it seems i'm sure with thousands of vhs's i mean how do you guys choose the films that you're going to show at these events and and how often are you doing them i think that was once one a of the month yeah, you do it once yeah. a month mm -hmm. okay cool. once a month at saturn usually it falls like middle of the month sometime well, this and one. people always ask us like is it always a weekday like can are you it's just whenever it's whenever. pretty much pretty wondering much it's basically whenever this calendar yeah. Opens up. yeah you'll know when we know um <laughs> yeah our next one is uh is tuesday so yeah, yeah this coming tuesday so this coming tuesday, tuesday. Yeah. tuesday the 19th uh we're showing chopping mall Shopping mall. I saw that. Yeah, I saw your little video that you did, and if Instagram wasn't messed up, I would pull it up right now. But um, <laughs> well, that's you, fine. The, the, give us give us a brief synopsis of what this this fine 
film has in store for anyone that comes to watch it. What, is this, right. what is this movie about? Uh, so it's a late 80s Roger Corman uh, movie about, uh, it's. I guess it's kind of a mix of a sci-fi and a horror movie. I guess sci-fi is kind of a loose way of putting it. But um, basically it's about a bunch of kids who camp out in a mall overnight. Um, most of them are employees at the mall. And uh, they get trapped when the security system malfunctions and the newly... Uh, the new what is it? The newly instituted security robots uh, go haywire and start murdering people. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a we very watched plausible it. Uh, <laughs> plot there. Hey, if I know anything I mean, about robots, yeah. yeah, they're all murderers. <laughs> <laughs> they want to kill and feed on the blood of humans. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a, a wild one. I actually, only seen it once before the other night when we were watching it, uh, kind of doing some prep work, and um, it's it's a zany one, but it's a lot of fun. It'll, now, will you guys be doing the Q&A afterwards? Do y'all still do that? Less of a Q&A, more of a, we just like... I don't know what you call it, but you, we you talk. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we like to talk about our favorite parts of the movie because we're excited to show it and we, we want to just share the our favorite parts. Yeah. And um, then we, we kind of wrap that up and we do like a um, lightning round trivia just to keep people on their toes. See people, mm. see if everybody it's like a comprehension... Uh, of, of the film that you just watched. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a lot of low hanging fruit questions and it is basically kind of like, you should remember this. It happened 15 minutes ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, we basically, it's kind of a two step process. We have a raffle ticket that you pick up at the door. Um, and then at the end we call the, we call a few numbers and we basically, then you raffle into the trivia competition. So it's entirely random there. And we just, it's just like, Say it as fast as you can. If you have an answer, just blurt it out. Oh, so you bring them up front. And mm -hmm. It's like a, introduce them. We it's like a game show after <laughs> the end of we, the movie. Right. We, we completely embarrass them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's public humiliation at its finest. Well, that's cool, man. Well, how did you guys land on Chopping Mall of all the other films that you could show? Um, or how do you? We how actually, you just have a. This list one of was movies. actually kind of tough because we, so we try and do kind of a mix of things that are like more obvious and less obvious. Um, so like for the first one, we went pretty obscure, uh, Terror Vision and Video Dead, um, both very goofy movies, but not like very cult films, not ones that people like know a lot about. Um, Troll 2 kind of in a way was that too, but it has a renown now because yeah, of the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then like say uh, in January, we did Demon Warp, which yeah. is to describe the movie is to... to you just it 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 helps nothing. You would have to okay. just see it, um, but like we try and go back and forth between bigger and smaller films. And so for Chopping Mall, um, I guess the last one was Return of the Living Dead, which was a a bigger film. Yeah, that's I think. Big, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we've done the Fog. So you know, like okay, so you do have some, we throw some in blockbusters hits. in yeah. there from time to time. We, yeah. But it's it's all in uh, in how we we wrote people in with some of the like more mainstream stuff, and then we hit them with something really stupid and bizarre and. Like, just kind of off the radar. Yeah. And this one's not. This one's not entirely off the radar. It's a fairly popular movie, but um, we had a list of films that we wanted to watch, and so we'll sit down and watch the movies, kind of to audition them occasionally. And we actually had several movies in mind, um, and we watched two of them back to back, and realized that while they have great parts, they don't they don't move very quickly, and it's either like the beginning's really good or the end's really good, but they don't. Just it's going to be hard for us to kind of like get you to stay through the entire movie. Sure, yeah. And yeah. so uh, being the summer um, and just kind of thinking about 
you know, going to a big air conditioned mall and hanging out, which is something I probably would have done 20 years ago. But um, it just like chopping mall was kind of on the shelf and, and Chase brought it up and it's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we, we have a list of, of like a stack of movies that we've kind of pulled and we, we want to like revisit them, sit down together and watch them and, and kind of vet them. And to answer your question, there is like a set criteria that we, you know, just benchmarks that we've made. A lot of thought goes into this. It's not just like, yeah, let's just grab something. We, we want to make sure the pacing is good. It's like, you know, to a certain extent, something that some of the people that are attending haven't seen. They don't know what they're getting into. Um, typically, when people come out, it's like half the crowd has seen it and half is like going in completely blind. And that's pretty true even for the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even for Return of the Living Dead, half of them hadn't seen it. I don't know if I've seen it, actually. Um, isn't that the one? I mean, I, I recognize the poster. It's got like the punk rock zombies on the front but isn't it kind of a i don't know what you would call it but it's kind of making fun of zombie movies in a way or is it more of a comedic is that the one where he's like get the damn screwdriver Did you say out of my return head? of the living dead oh that's so that's well, part, that's part, that's yeah. part yeah. two yeah, yeah. I, say, I know we had that on the wall so it is uh it is light-hearted but it's spooky at the same time i don't know how they they did such so a good some job jokes in there but it's not like a goofy i'll it's say meant to be it's pretty goofy but it's also a pretty pretty bleak movie yeah okay. it's both it it's, actually but they, they do it so well they like just it is one they of the line it's like where the zombies talk though. Mm -hmm. okay oh yeah i feel like i maybe i have seen that. send more medics yeah <laughs> okay um, send more cops is that the one where he picks up the head he's got a screwdriver and he's like get the damn screwdriver out of my head. is that from that movie it's not in that one but it's, not it's probably one. Okay. another one well, somebody maybe. out there comment let us know uh but yeah man like it seems like a lot of the movies and kind of the turn of these like straight to video, maybe around the eighties, and y'all probably know the timelines better. But it seemed like there was a switch that was flipped, and suddenly, anybody who could get access to like cheap video equipment was like, "Let's make a movie, a horror, not just a movie, a horror movie." It seems <clears throat> yeah. like it was always a horror movie. It's always <laughs> a horror movie, and that was one of my questions. It's like when everybody, you know, you go to the local film festivals or, or anywhere, it just seems like horror is like. Not the only genre, but definitely the most popular. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the filmmaker friends that I have, they all gravitated towards that genre. It was like when they wanted to start cool, making movies man. and getting cameras and getting their hands on some DSLRs and stuff. It's like, dude, let's make a horror movie. Let's make a horror movie. And I always wonder, is like, what is the draw? Yeah. The, the filmmakers starting well, out and wanting to just jump headfirst into horror. When it comes down to like budget, like if you're doing it at, like on a, on a shoestring budget, maybe you have like a couple thousand dollars or... Maybe you just have a VHS camcorder and like that you and an idea. Like I, I feel like people are just more passionate about horror when there's like no money on the line, and you can get it done effectively. It's hard to make like a well. There's definitely been some hits. Romance, you know? maybe. I mean, you think heavy ultra. You think we could take that old school camera and make a heavy ultra horror? Oh sure, hundred percent. I don't know what it would be about. It's guaranteed. It'd be about, the, it'd be about the haunted podcast or something. Yeah, <laughs> like the mics come alive. Come on, uh, the mics come alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I found a, I found a VHS uh, camcorder, like a, the the big guys, not the shoulder rig. Yeah, not the mini one. Like the uh, it's a straight up it like takes VHS a full cam. VHS. Tape. Yeah. Wow. So I found one of these at the um, Gardendale Pickers or something, and um, I really want to. I want to make a movie. And it's gonna be a horror movie. We're gonna we're gonna make a movie. Okay. It's, TVs and Terror August. presents yeah. our own movie. Yeah, Dude, you could start rad. a series like Tales from the Crypt or something. <laughs> that would um, be sick. That would be cool. 
But yeah, I've always been curious just about like, you know, the it seemed like the low budget filmmaker <clears throat> and the genre of horror, they just go hand in hand. They do. You know what I mean? Well, Obviously the thousands of videos that you have. Some of them yeah. kind of bigger studio productions, but I would imagine a lot of them are like kind of low budget, like some studio you've never heard of, you know, yeah. filmed out of somebody's garage with a shoestring budget. To be clear, half the tapes that I own I wouldn't watch more than once. They're some of them are really bad. Really actually, bad. Actually actually uh-huh. bad and, and hard and to watch alone. No, and have no redeeming you know, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no rewatch value. There's there's a fine line between a horrible movie that's great to watch and then just a horrible movie. Right. And, and, and I, I'm not sure how you define it clearly. I have some of both, though. Whatever okay. you're into. Whatever you're into. Just yeah. genuinely was, terrible it, experience. It, it, was still appro- it was still approved and mass produced and published and put out there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy to think. It. Like some of these movies, man, they're like you know, definitely have a little bit of money behind them. I'm like, it took an enormous effort to make this happen for it to turn out so bad. <laughs> and there's so many people involved. Hey, but the artwork always seems to be cool. That's like, true. The VHS artworks, especially everything you've posted, especially the other page we were looking at, it's like some of the artworks is just... Yeah, go to, um, if you scroll down the... Are up top in the description, the second, the Mel Gate. Oh, yeah, Mel Gate. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, these are so, so cool. So scroll down, yeah, and I'll edit this in, but just some of the artwork for this. I'd imagine, um, do you have like all these on display at your house? Mr. Ice yeah. Cream Man. I'd, I'd, I'd love to show these Mr. Ice off. Cream Man. And anybody that wants to talk about them, I'd love to just talk their ear off. Dude. So what's the, the term? What's the term? Um, maybe you can answer this question. We got really <laughs> into like... Um, after the Grindhouse films came out that Tarantino did, I, mm-hmm. that kind of opened my eyes to that whole genre of just like exploitation. Exploitation. Films. But what what is an exploitation film if you had to define it? Like, what does that mean? Usually, the way that I heard it put was basically that maybe like a trend, like a movie, a movie is made that's like really big, um, and whatever topic that movie covers, whether it be like a cop movie, like a genre, kind of takes off a lot of people will then basically make these quickie movies that they just kind of put out like in quick succession to kind of make money off of that until the trend dies. And so I think a lot of people equate it with more like kind of sex and violence kind of stuff where it's like, oh, it's exploitative of... Of of that, like it's an extremely violent movie. Just film everything. Yeah, pretty much like a a hardcore film or something. But yeah. yeah. But no, it's more... I think it's more related just to trends. Like, I mean, when when Jaws came out... I was going to ask you, yeah. And there's a whole slew of... Shout out shark, to Italy because they have a shark exploitation. Uh, there's a, Italy did a lot of this where they would take a, a topic. They've done shark movies. They've done I got a really great one called Cruel Jaws, Cruel um, Jaws, yeah. which is actually only about twenty percent its own film because it's it swipes <laughs> footage from Jaws one, Jaws two, the last shark. Wow, they Tenterera, I think. Yeah, That's they like, actually uh, took. Footage from the original movies and just put it in their own. Movie. Yes, the theme song. What the theme song actually, up to a point, is also the Star Wars theme, but it kind of cuts <laughs> off at the end. It's, How do they get away with that? Um, it's 1995. Italians, can't there was a tax credit to shoot in Florida, and they came over and they just brought a bunch of fake shotguns and pork roasts and went to town. Man, well, I saw you reading the book. Um, I was, I was <laughs> at the beach. I tried yeah. to do my homework, and uh, I saw a photo of you reading this book called Cruel Jaws, and I was like, 
Cruel Jaws. Is that what the original book was called? And then they just short, like Spielberg just took Cruel off and made Jaws. Well, no, there I was is genuinely interested. I was like, whoa, what is this? Well, no, you know? Jaws is an actual book, but right. this is this is just a novelization. There's actually kind of a trend now in um, in a lot of the cult film circles um, where they will they will kind of like VHS tapes and other things. Like you know, back in the day, they made novelizations of films. Like it's a you know based on the hit film. And so now the book comes after them. Mm-hmm. Wow. But now as a marketing tool, but now it's kind of like that's not really done, but they'll make a novelization. Like some writers will actually make novelizations of like these cult films. Okay. And so Cruel Jaws is actually a kind of a new book. Hmm. It might be better than the movie. Actually, it's probably better than the movie. Yeah. Well, usually the books yeah. are. Cruel Jaws also was not marketed in the US as Jaws 5. In that it was, but there was a cease and desist. Really? <laughs> yes. I was about to say, at what point do they cross that legal threshold? I mean, when you're still in footage from the other movies, you know. Well, uh, yeah, I think it, I don't think it had a long run either on video or in theaters in the U.S. But, but you got your now. hands on one. Yeah. Well, they released it on Blu-ray, and I shouldn't have bought that. But Well, apparently okay. you can do one or the other. You can, at le- you can either steal actual footage from the movie and put it in your movie, or you can have it be a sequel to the franchise. But you can't do both. They were trying to do both. <clears throat> they, uh, a good example of the the, the latter is is Troll Two is not a sequel of the movie Troll. Right, Wars. it has nothing. There's nothing. no trolls in it. Again, right. Italians yeah. can't trust them. Can't <laughs> trust them. So, do you call that a spaghetti horror, or is that what? Do they do that? I You're think, making stuff. I think up. technically that would count. Yeah, I know spaghetti westerns are like a big deal. You know, um, again, Tarantino with the uh, what was that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood meatloaf <laughs> movies? What are we talking about over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, never heard that term, spaghetti western. I've heard of spaghetti western, but I never understood it. What's that mean? It's Italian westerns. Well, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, <laughs> that's like, the way I understood it. Am I wrong? Like, Y'all could yeah, they would go me. over to um, like Italian productions would go over to like Spain uh, to shoot these westerns, but they'd be that because they're Italian productions of westerns, so they're not actually they take place in the west of the U.S., but they're not actually really westerns. I learn right. something new every day. I've heard the term, but I never put two and two together. <laughs> I like spaghetti so. horror. Spaghetti horror. Yeah. Okay. They're, I mean, am I the first one to do that? Am I, I coining that term? I, I, I have no Spaghetti idea. Spaghetti horror. I love it though. But that's the Italians are they they did a lot of these exploitation movies of all different genres. Like there's an entire series of of post apocalyptic films that start with a year that's in the future of the time when the movie is made, like 1990 Bronx Warriors, when the Bronx is cleared out and it's full of roving gangs. Okay. Uh huh. And the cops come in and they just want to tear the whole place down and. Get all of them out, and so there's, there's a resistance, and they fight back. Dude, Ballless. your movie knowledge, I'm, I bet, is just endless. Um, <laughs> it's useless. It's great. <laughs> How long have you been into this? Like doing, like, um, it, it seemed like you're really into film, and and um, do you have anything to do with like the Sidewalk Festival that's coming up? Uh, I've volunteered there. I've screened uh, movies for them, which is a pretty tough job. Yeah, um, oh, I'll just say that. Um, but. Yeah, I've, uh, I just, I mean, I really enjoy the organization, the festival. I think it's one of the coolest things going on in Birmingham for sure. Um, but no, I've never, I've never worked, worked there. I'm not actually a paid sponsor. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's coming up in August. I saw a mm-hmm. sign down the street. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. film festival. Should we, should we mention this? Can we? Mention we this? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we've dropped already... something. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, um, no, we're we're really excited about next month. We usually do a monthly screening at Saturn. We're not going to do one next month at Saturn, but we are going to have one as part of the Sidewalk Film Festival. Uh, okay. What venue? At the cinema. 
at the oh, okay, dang. sweet. All right, sweet. Yeah, nice. dude, that'll be awesome, man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Can you Nate? Can you let us know what it's gonna be, or is that too early? I think we should do it. Bum, bum, bum. By God, let's do it. One, two, three. Sleepaway Sleep camp. Sleepaway Sleep camp. We're doing the synchronized thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not familiar with that. So, check it for out. anybody that wants to come check it out, what can they look forward to in Sleepaway Camp, and why that film? Why that film? Do you call think, it films? Like, yeah, like, I, like, I, I think, yeah, so. straight to video VHS thing. Is it video or is it film? Do you call it? Film? Well, I mean, I guess technically it would be video in a lot of cases because a lot of the movies being from the eighties are They're shooting shot it on like on, handy cams. And yeah, stuff. and that's yeah. a whole thing about like the move to like video and straight. It has a stuff, look but, to it mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you can very, very much tell. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a home video camera yeah. it doesn't matter if you're just going to call it a spaghetti horror anyway <laughs> well yeah no we're just making up terms now. but um I but yeah it, going back to it the... just checks a lot of boxes for us it, it it the pacing is great i love the entire series by the way I, it would be hard for me to really name a favorite i think we definitely landed on the first one just because it's iconic a lot of people have an appreciation for this movie and it'll just be one that people will be excited about getting out to bringing their friends out and showing them. If you've been to one of our events, you know it's fun. Um, there will be some changes, some su- some additional surprises. It's always kind of a surprise, even to us, how they're going to go. Um, <laughs> Back to Valentine's Day. Yeah. But uh, Sleepaway Camp is a great franchise. Uh, one through three, anyway, are all really, really fun. I think the second one might be my favorite. I've only seen the first one, so I have... I, uh, I, Sorry, to, we're gonna change that. Okay. Um, is it like a slasher movie? I mean, it just sounds like it. It just comes off with the heavy Jason vibes. You know, it's, what I mean, it's got a lot of heart, but it's like, yeah, it's it's a it's a slasher uh, camp setting, um, but it's not. Well, I don't want to give anything away. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it's, fair. I was gonna it's, say it's, cool. it's not your typical villain. Okay. Different. Well, now I'm intrigued. I'll have to uh, YouTube the trailer or something. What was it called Sleepaway Camp? Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp. Camp. But there's, it's, I guess it was successful enough to warrant two sequels. Um, pretty good, pretty good ones. Too. Is it just two? Does it go beyond that? There's a three. Three is teenage. Well, I mean, a teenage wasteland. Two. There are two sequels. Oh to yes. It, so. uh, actually, there's a fourth one that I know very little about. Not even enough to talk about. But okay. I've heard about it. Well, dude, that's awesome. Um, so, how did that come about? Getting a spot at the, the festival, you know, especially like, do they? I mean, now that the sidewalk has their own venue with, the, I believe, two theaters, um, do they still do stuff at like the Carver and McWayne and some of the other venues when they have the festivals? I haven't been to the sidewalk festival They're in a question, long time. I I, They're bringing the Carver back this year after it's a been bunch of renovations. Yeah, it's a yeah, really yeah. cool theater. I mean, I'm I'm excited yeah. to see what they've done with it. But yeah, um, yeah, they do. Screenings in both, uh, both rooms at the, at the cinema. They still do. I think they still screen at multiple screens in Aspa, and then also, yeah, Carver. Um, they use first something Church of Birmingham. It's like kind of halfway between Lyric and Alabama and uh, Aspa. But yeah, have they ever done anything in Alabama? Oh yeah. Okay, I thought so. I thought it was like citywide. It's like any anywhere they could get a screen. It would, kind of is, but it's all it's all on on the north side though. Yeah. So right, they have like yeah. a shuttle service that runs between all the all the theaters. Man, we went one year and we watched this movie Blood Car. You ever seen that? Or heard of that? I've heard, is that a newer one? No, it, this was probably this is when I was volunteering. I was in college and we were volunteering at the the film festival. 
Whatever. And this was uh, it's great, man. Oh, for you dudes, y'all be right. This would be right yeah, up your yeah. alley. <laughs> Sounds great. It's I basically mean it's in a world not too far from our own. If I'm not butchering the synopsis, but basically, uh, gas has become so expensive that you can't drive. <laughs> okay. So no one can drive anymore. Well, this guy figures out a way. It creates an engine that runs off blood. And so he starts, and he's like a huge, he becomes like this popular dude where he's always been like a nerd. And now he's like got a running car and all the girls want to, you know, be with him and stuff. And so he's, he's conflicted because he's like <laughs> living a double life. And now he's having to find victims to feed his car. It's like Little Shop of Horrors or something. Yeah, it's you know like I mean? Little, Little Shop of Horrors, Mad Max and Christine all thrown together. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's called Blood Car. And uh, it's it was cool, man. We went and saw it and, you, and it's kind of, funny i mean you know it's it's one of those movies that kind of makes fun of itself but still it's pretty good once you get into it and there were some scenes man where it's like people got up and left the theater you know whoa <laughs> so i was like okay this is cool um so she, yeah shout out blood car um that's, oh yeah we're, we're gonna have to do our homework check it out I'm yeah glad i could bring something to the table that you guys hadn't seen oh, yeah um, always excited to check out a new movie um yeah, I've, I've always liked those weird, like, one-off, like, horror screenings that they do at Sidewalk. Those are, like, Sidewalk is, like, one of the best events in Birmingham, like, hands down. It's, like, one of the things I look forward to the most. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a real honor to, to partner with them and be able to share some stupid movies there um, and make idiots of ourselves. That's where I saw Miami Connection, too, actually. That's the... But I know yeah. a lot of people go to that festival with movies that they were a part of making or they were mm-hmm. part of a crew. So with you guys, it was just like, hey, this is just one of our favorite movies. We just want to show it. Um, did y'all have to like go through the approval process? And I don't know what that process looks like or how that goes about. Like if I wanted to show something. We did a next heavy year's... ultra spaghetti horror. Spaghetti yeah, horror. I mean... The spaghetti horror that we're going to film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for the festival itself, usually like in terms of that, like there is a submission process where they, you know, you post... Yeah. You, s- you send them the link to wherever it is on the internet because it's usually like you upload it to a certain site and it's password locked and you get to screen it. Um, but they would have to, yeah, they would have to approve the movie and program and everything. But uh, yeah, we just, we know, we know several people there and, and they've actually screened Sleepaway Camp, I think, before. So they're really big fans. So they've of already it. seen it. So, so it's, it's a little easier. Know, yeah. 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 It's but like, it's, oh, yeah, definitely. When yeah, I pitched cool. it to them, they were like, oh, we love Sleepaway Camp. Let's do it. Um, I can't believe I've never heard of that. Um, I guess that's something most people have probably not heard of i think it's one of those ones that's probably in the middle i mean i feel like the and name is very that's much the point, familiar. Though. that's the point it's like right there in the middle it's like it's, it's popular ex- enough but yet you still ex- could yeah. a lot of people would be experiencing it for the first time right mm-hmm. it's cool it's accessible it's mainstream enough but it's also just kind of it's not like hellraiser or like friday the 13th it's you got to dig a little bit deeper to get to like the better versions of those movies sometimes yeah. not that the, i mean it's a great series well, sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to Chopping Mall. Um, now, going back to your personal collection here, um, are you still kind of, do you buy and sell? Or are you like part of like, is there any like other people in town that are like kind of into this niche hobby of collecting I, and selling old VHS tapes? Very few people in town. I know um, BJ Wilbanks is, is um, into collecting and um, I think maybe a few other people. David Brown? Yeah, David yeah. Brown and and I think Tyler Jordan um, to name a few, but I just had a really cool idea. We should screen some movies at your place, man. That'd be cool. I'll All right, hear me out. We could we could we could set up a screen. I uh, know a guy. Uh, oh, we could do a okay. screen and a projector and all. We've that. We've been down this road. 
And uh, Zach has the venue. It's small, but okay. it's like it would be like a big open. I'll show you pictures after. Okay. I'm serious. This would be cool. If there's ever a month where you can't do, or maybe you want to just throw some more stuff on your calendar, this would be cool. Yeah, sure. We could talk yeah, about absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah. What are you um, volunteering me for? Just to have like a movie thing. No, at, we're, at your we're doing it. Okay. Yeah, we're doing it with or without you. I'm down for movie nights. That's rad. You can. We you tried can doing like a want. Christmas movie thing, but and like it was do all, that. It was awesome. Sold out event. It's oh, huge, yeah, yeah. man. Lines down the street. But we could do that with like the horror thing, especially around like uh, we're not too far removed from like October and horror season it's coming just up. Around yeah. I mean, the, every season is horror season, but every season is horror. Season. It is. That's what's cool that you guys kept it going. I thought it was just like going to be like a, a well, Halloween. We didn't thing. know it was going to keep going. We thought we were just going to do one. And then we had a lot of fun. It was too much fun. And we did another one, and it was even better. And people kept, they would come up to us and say, like, we love what you, like, this is cool. What you're doing is cool. Keep doing this. So we just kept doing it. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's gotten, it's getting to a point where it's, like, kind of taken off and, you know, gaining some popularity and people come out. Well, the entire we, city's going to be there after this podcast, fellas. Let me go ahead and warn you. Yeah, um, I'm prepared. All tens of them. But, uh, yeah, have you guys seen, um, like, kind of the, the numbers grow, I guess, as you guys have done this? And people are like, hey, man, there's this awesome. And it's a free event. I mean, for you know, what else are you going to do on, like, a Tuesday night? How, how are you going to turn down free pizza, free, like, Free candy, uh, popcorn. And Are you guys funding this yourselves? Just the, the passion yeah. and the love of cinema. For yeah, goodness? I mean, no, yeah, we do not. Get the exchange rate is high on that. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it's just I'm only doing paid sponsorships through major corporations, not like. Well, I guess people are buying booze. I mean, mm -hmm. while they're there, so well, yeah, making some money. Well, that's kind of the that's kind of the deal. Basically, is that it's free um, to some degree. We get you know we we. We kind of pick and choose, but it's like things that we can get reimbursed for. It's not like a huge bill. So it's like, uh, you know, we're providing a lot of the decorations ourselves. But um, yeah, like, I mean, Saturn helps out and everything because, I mean, because Brian really enjoys the event. Um, yeah. Several of my coworkers come every time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, we get it. We just get away with, with <laughs> doing it because it's low overhead. And generally the return is that like the bar gets, yeah, the bar, instead of just having a bar night where it would be, Maybe someone shows up. Maybe no one shows up. We have like a guaranteed, mm. at least for two or three hours, at You're least gonna have like, like a crowd of so people. And, yeah. Especially on a night where you don't have a show, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't have an act. It's just one more thing. It's like, hey, let's do something fun to fill this night mm -hmm. and bring people in. Yeah. So it's mutually beneficial, which is <clears throat> right. cool. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a nonprofit for us, but it's definitely uh, profitable in other ways. Like we, yeah. we get so much value out of just sharing movies that – we're excited about and hope that other people also dig it. Dude, I dig it. I think it's awesome. No, it's a, really it's cool. a really thrilling thing to, to show a movie and seeing it kind of, it's like, you know, watching a movie alone can be gratifying just enjoying the movie itself. But then when you watch it with other people, especially if it's a, a shitty movie, you get a lot of fun. And these aren't like, I wouldn't say a lot of these are shitty movies, but they aren't movies that are, Obviously, like this isn't awards bait. This isn't going to bring yeah. the directors or whoever's in the movie any acclaim necessarily. Or maybe they ha didn't in their time, and now they're more appreciated. But like screening a movie in front of a bunch of people and seeing it, having them react to it, <laughs> whether yeah. positively or negatively, yeah. most of the time it's positively. Um, a lot of it's, laughter. It's a lot of fun. I was about to say, do you get people that like, I don't know, the, the, do the whole Rocky thing, Rocky Horror thing, where they're if like they've talking seen to it, the yeah. screen yeah. And, and like interacting? And if stuff. there's a like, you know, a, a very heavily quoted part or something like 
everyone will chime in or yeah. just a lot of laughter and <clears throat> oh's or, you know, like whatever. Because a lot of it is like movies that are taking themselves seriously, but no one can take seriously yeah. when mm-hmm. you're watching it. Yeah. yeah. But like this is, this is like our, I don't know. He knows how to cook. I can't really, I mean, I cook for myself, but like I don't like cooking. And, you know, there's a phrase, this is probably not a phrase, but like people love cooking for other people. Like this is my version of cooking for other people. I like okay. to curate. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Curate these kind of like fun moments where we can share that with each other, and I think it's just a better way to watch a movie. Well, and the food is literally part of the the it part is. of the whole deal because you we know, we're bringing we're bringing you in with the free pizza, but then like for for certain events, we'll do special special things. Like for for Thanksgiving, we made a turkey, and then we got a Cracker Barrel catering <laughs> really? instead of pizza, yeah. and that was. Yeah. A discovery, what? I'll tell you. Yeah. Dude, that's nine. crazy. And then we got we got a honey baked ham for Christmas. Uh, someone's made some cookies for us for Valentine's Day. A friend of ours made some special cookies. Um, batter, batter, Ashley Jenkins. Um, and uh, then uh, for the fog, we made fish sticks. Wow! And gave them away. We actually cooked them, and people ate them. Mm-hmm. That's funny. They were excited. Okay. Fish sticks. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was good. We ate the other. 20 or so afterward upstairs playing pool. So, you know, yeah. they went to a good home. Yeah. Well, that's fun, man. That's cool. And so uh, what can people expect this Tuesday? I mean, we've talked about the film, but you guys are doing pizza night, I guess. That, mm-hmm. that, that's like the staple, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. The standard. <clears throat> yeah. We might find some other fun little things to throw in there. We usually try and try and spice up the event with interesting decorations, yeah. a theme drink of some sort. And we, then we keep the, we, we keep the gags up our sleeve. Mostly um, we do have, like, uh, just like little bits that we do. Um, I don't know. It's, it just brings brings up the the show a little bit. Dude, that's so fun, man! What a cool thing to just start doing, you know, just for fun. It's like, oh, let's put on this event, and and then you have like people that you don't even know that show up, and everybody's there having a good time. And I don't know. Well, yeah, I, we I get we've got like a, a series of regulars that come kind of back and forth, like not all the time, but they you see a lot of familiar faces. But then, yeah, we get a lot of. I mean, Saturn itself is is cool because it brings in a lot of people every different night like that just you've never seen before a lot of people's first time and then having different people like every movie might have its own built-in crowd yeah and then you know it's a particular night like well i wasn't working tonight so i can come out and see this i really wanted to see one and you know it's a it's it's fun it's just really fun to get up there and goof off for like would you guys be open like if there's any uh up-and-coming filmmakers in the city uh that came to you and like hey man like let's partner up and screen the horror movie the that you guys ultra are gonna, spaghetti the heavy movie. ultra spaghetti horror that <laughs> oh, we're gonna put together. Hell yeah! If um, you br- if you bring us a horror movie, dude, how cool would that be? Yeah, that'd like, be cool. like, like a locally made, locally shot. I mean, it's only fair that if we screen our own movie, then we would screen someone else's. I mean, in a way, we did with Cyst. So true. Yeah. That's very true. That's I did cool. have Greg Sestero though. Have the have the cast and crew there, you know, do mm-hmm. the whole like Q and A afterwards. That'd be fun. Yeah, oh, we could just do like yeah, we could actually make the event like kind of work around the movie, like anything that from the movie we could pull out and just do again for an audience. Oh yeah. yeah I think they did that mm-hmm. with the troll, uh, troll two guys. Yeah, they like reenacted uh, oh, yeah. a scene on the stage or whatever. Oh, they love to ham cool. it up. Hmm. Well, dude, um, there was another question I was going to ask going back to the events at Saturn. What happened to vintage video game night? Maybe you could answer that question. They're not doing that anymore. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a, the long and the short of it really is just that it is, it was, a pain in the ass to set, to set up. <laughs> oh, I didn't it, a lot about of it, all the stuff that you have to well, dig out. Like there are a lot of games that were kept in the back, but a lot of it is stuff that's, I mean, it is, a lot of it is like about half of it's retro 
video game systems that yeah. some of them are like kind of coming apart so they're like on live support yeah so. like they'd have to be transported back and forth between a warehouse and there and so it's and it takes all day to set up and you have to there's a tournament that they had and like it's it's just it's a lot of work and it it would be leave, we'd leave it up for two days to kind of kind of let it run and you know there there were a lot of nights where it just didn't didn't hit it didn't hit there were nights no. when it was really good i mean it was a, a really fun event and okay. you know, there's no there's no guarantee it's gone for good, but it, it might come back in just a different form. I was just mm-hmm. curious. You were, that got me thinking about it. I saw the post that was like, "Hey, this is gonna be our last vintage video game night," and I was like, "Man, I bet that's because just the venue of Saturn, you know, having all the video games mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just a rad place to to hang out." Um, and then doing that whole thing, I was like, "Dude, I would think that would be like a huge hit." Oh, and so then much. they were like, "No, we're we're not doing it anymore." But I can't. I, yeah, I didn't really think about all the work that goes into it. Yeah, I used to do it at Bottle Tree, so it, it was a lot of work. That was fun, though. So when you guys do the event, um, you're bringing the VHS up there, and you, I guess you take your own VCR. And you yeah. just, He's taking his living room. Plug into the system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. component or a composite video cable. It's, yeah, we have a composite out into the TV, and then we also have that splitting to an HDMI adapter, and then that HDMI adapter has a cat six cable uh okay so just as many cables that. as you could possibly link together right there's like four the shittiest quality you could possibly have on the screen if you were just going straight composite like watching it like a, that be, far <laughs> well i mean yeah like there's so much degradation of uh any signal over yeah. that far and um but that adds know. to the experience and stuff. Right. well yeah that's part of the part of the gimmick of showing it on on vhs is that you're getting like these tapes that have been around a while. Some of them are still in really good condition. Some of them are in really bad condition. Yeah. And, but that's the whole thing is like you, you know, renting a VHS tape or something, it's been well loved and it like you play it and it, and it dips out a little bit and it's, it's got that, well, it's, you know, people, people yeah. use that kind of grainy VHS effect filter on a lot of, on a lot of images and video and cause it's that nostalgic thing, but this is like, this is what it used to be Genuine, like, and yeah, except now yeah. we're blowing it up to the size of, the venue and it's uh you know sometimes it actually looks surprisingly good and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> I, I do warn everyone ahead of time like uh just so you'll know like this is this is the whole stick like we, we show these are all on vhs so that you're we're bound to run into problems like you'll get dips in audio sometimes the video will completely go out for like three or four seconds have you guys just, had any like major malfunctions for well that's the Valentine's tape just Day. broke <laughs> well the tapes the tapes so far have survived it's just the, the adapters, um, like actually. that's the adapters mm, that yeah. went out for some, Valentine's Day some of the yeah some of the equipment that we invested in oh you just have to take hey, all right guys just uh it's all, it's all you know, go get a beer we're gonna get it fixed we'll get back up luckily yeah, uh, yeah I've had several years of troubleshooting sure experience yeah. and we've only had one one time where we had to switch just off of the VHS format. Knock on wood. We got yeah. through, sorry, yeah. I guess you could find it online and just play it off a computer. Oh, a, lo- a, lot of these a, mo- a lot of these movies, yes, are available there. Um, several of them, though, are just, I mean, I don't know how you would watch, well, never mind, I guess YouTube is how I watched Elves. But yeah, Demon Warp. I don't. I don't know if that's on. I think it might actually be on YouTube. Maybe. Okay, dude. I listened to an interview with uh, Rob Zombie. I don't know how you feel about him, but his knowledge of like old films and stuff is pretty interesting. And he talks about some of these movies that he couldn't find anywhere. Like mm-hmm. he couldn't find a digital version of it. Um, basically, he would like uh, <clears throat> DVR these movies when they would play on like AMC or Turner Classic or whatever. And that mm-hmm. was the only way that he could get like a digital copy. And I think there's some service out there now where 
if you have a, a tape, I don't know if that's legal or not, but maybe he sends them the tape or something. They digitize it for him and give it back, mm-hmm. or maybe has to, I mean, maybe you just do it at home now. But it was pretty cool to hear him talk about like some of these old, way out there movies. Like, uh, God, what was the one he talked about? Uh, uh, Cannibal Holocaust mm-hmm. or something? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. some of these like, and maybe that movie's more popular than i thought but like i don't think it is i just I, i'm i'm nodding because like i have you seen that I, yeah I, okay. I i used to have that one but he he just talks about some of these old films that he would want to collect and like you know get something to where he could preserve it um because mm-hmm. he was so worried that like the one copy of some random tape that he found in somebody's garage sale was gonna eventually break or quit working or something yeah. Um, so I don't know if you run into that. Being the collector that you are, yeah. Well, do you have anything that you're worried like, oh, I don't want to put this in a VCR. Or, like, I don't yeah. want it to get eaten. You know? Oh no, I I have that fear all the time because I have had VCRs that I've had to just like take apart to get my tape. Oh no, get yeah. it back oh, out. Oh, dude, it's such a nightmare. Especially that two thousand dollar tape you were talking about or God. whatever. Yeah, I have to, I have to like pray to the VHS gods when I put that one in. Um, but I. I think half of the fun is like preserving those yeah. that you know like it's it's not somebody's got to save these tapes <laughs> sure, from yeah. the trash cans that Goodwill is throwing them in um and I I think it's it's cool to see them digitized and treated like Blu-ray like certain Blu-ray um teams have, have like kind of preserved some of my favorite yeah. movies Has there ever been anything and maybe this is a question for both of you guys being like kind of the film nerds that uh, I'm taking you as being. Thank you. Is there anything that you guys have wanted to find that you haven't found? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or, or something yeah. out there you're still searching for. Yeah. You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this eventually. Video Violence 2. There's a sequel. <clears throat> and it's... Video Violence 2. Okay. Video Violence 2. Yeah. All right. I'll keep an eye out. If I it's come not on... It. Well, actu- well, they've actually released... Vinegar Syndrome released both of those on a, on a Blu-ray together. Mm-hmm. So that's... I mean, you can't... I don't... This is not VHS, of course, but... You know. Looking for the VHS. I know. Okay. I know. I'm just saying. But... Well, um, it's not good enough just to get the digital copy of it. You no. Know, you want, like, the original. The well, it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. It is about... Yeah. It is about the, the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. yeah. The thrill of the hunt. Yes, exactly. So where are you searching? You said most of these... I, I, that's crazy to think that, like, thrift stores wouldn't see the value in some of this stuff. I message collectors online. Uh, like oh, I'm, sure. You're probably I'm, I'm in a bunch of groups that, like... Uh, tons of collectors so i just like message them if i if i've heard a lead from someone else it's like oh i think they have that movie i'll just kind of seek it out um you could 10 years ago go to a thrift store and they like maybe get lucky um but estate sales facebook marketplace like people just dumping a bunch of stuff don't know the value Hmm. i guess with the power of the internet now it's it's easier to like specify what you're searching for versus just coming across something randomly Yeah. yeah But also, I mean, it works both ways, and they're Googling how much things are, and they'll want, like, way too much for, like, really shitty tapes. Hmm. Well, it's just crazy to think. Like, I'm looking at your profile right now, and it's like, or your your VHS collector's profile that you have. And I've never heard of any of these movies. Uh, Night of the Creeps, Hardware, Zombies versus Mardi Gras. <laughs> that one I've never uh, heard of. You yeah. know, just all these different movies um, that I guess are, like, plays off other movies. It seemed like I came across one that was like a rip off the Toxic Avenger 
but it was like oh the radioactive it, reporter yeah <laughs> radioactive reporter knew exactly which i was one like you're what the about. hell like come on yeah but i yeah. guess that's commonplace in like the whole b would you call these b movies is that what they are are they still, I, is there less than b there's actually i guess c, c movies there's z, z grade movies, movies. Yeah. z would, grade movies see i would say like some of the movies that you would I guess like Night of the Creeps is that's a B movie, right? I think well, it's definitely. How would yes. you define a B movie? I mean, it's it's an A list. It's an A list B movie, but hmm. A list, huh? I mean, I think it's it's really good. It's subjective. I mean, it is. It's very subjective. Yeah, yeah. It's but probably... I classify B movies as being like something that's maybe like straight to straight to to VHS release. You know, it never hit a theater. It never really went through some mass distribution. You know, it was right. just kind of just put out there. It's like, well, hopefully people will watch it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't I mean, I think the B movie thing was technically like it's the second movie that plays at a double feature at a drive-in or something, and so technically, oh, okay, be like, yeah, that totally no, makes sense. That now. totally makes sense. Man, yeah. Yeah. I never thought about a, it. Yeah, movie, a, a side, yeah. B side, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of times, I think B movie just becomes this umbrella term where it's like any movie that's not well basically it's not an a-grade movie it doesn't have a-list stars it's not by an a-list director it's not it's something you would see yeah playing playing on a double bill somewhere and you're just like oh i guess i'll go see this movie too since i've already paid for the one yeah um do you but, guys go to the coyote drive-in at mm -hmm. all i love the drive-in that's pretty cool yeah. man it's really rad i loved it when sidewalk did their did their drive-in edition because i got to, <laughs> i got to see roadhouse sitting on the roof of my car Whoa. really uh, and me, me and a few people watched uh halloween sitting out out at the back of an, our car that's what i did yeah, yeah, yeah I, I went to that mm -hmm. one so sidewalk i guess part during did something yeah during their covid um during 2020 they decided they already had the festival plan but they basically just moved it to the drive-in and okay, I logistical nightmare apparently sure but it was glad cool. they glad they did it. I'm, yeah, I, I appreciate all well, and, the work that went into that. And then uh, Jasper Mall played there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, Jasper Mall. If uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's um, brilliantly made. I say that biasly because my music is made in it, or uh, I contributed to music too. Well, you say Jasper Mall. I was asking, is this a local thing? Yeah, it's a it's a, uh, Jasper Mall is a documentary about Jasper uh, Mall. Was, oh, okay, cool. It's okay. like a a year in the life of a dying shopping mall. Dude, that's so um, interesting. interesting. And it just it's it's just following these uh like individual stories of people struggling like running their shops and keeping them open. No one's going to the mall and dude, just follows the lives of these people and it's it's it's, it's so crazy you say that cuz I've watched all these YouTube videos where these dudes go and watch like he did the Western Hills Mall and stuff and he just mm -hmm. goes to all these malls around the country. And it's like these dying malls that maybe have like one more store. Yeah. And like he went to one and it was super creepy, dude. It was, he was like, I can't believe I'm able to just walk in. Like this mall is completely empty. Music's playing Whoa. and there are literally no stores. Like the mall is just like, you can, it's like something out of a horror movie. You can almost hear the death rattle. Yeah. Just like, and there's like parts of it. And it looked like the gallery. I mean, it was on that scale. It was huge. It had a huge fountain in the middle that was just dry. They turned mm -hmm. the water off. And uh, he's just walking around filming this mall. Yeah, and so I just got off on this. It's crazy YouTube. You just get on this like these rabbit holes of like random. It's like, dude, okay, well, let's check it out. You know, yeah, people the, going to abandoned malls, mall stuff. walking, urban exploring, or whatever you call it. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the directors of Jasper Mall have a, a new documentary called um, it's an, uh, Butterfly in the Sky. Yeah, Butterfly in the Sky. Um, it's about, it's about reading rainbow. <laughs> it's about reading rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, Butterfly yeah. in the Sky. Yeah, I think it's gonna play opening night. 
uh, festival this yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to be the opening night movie. So Damn. speaking of Reading Rainbow, they did like a, a crowdsource thing with the. Um, I saw some video and had like the dude that hosted the show What's from Star name? Trek, Lavar Burton. Oh yeah, Lavar Burton. Mm-hmm. And um, it, they showed his reaction when they showed how much money that that crowdfunding or whatever it was did. And he had this whole pitch about how we need to teach people to read and stuff. So I guess did that go anywhere? Did Reading Rainbow come back or? Maybe this documentary will answer that question. The, I, I think you'll get your answers. It's like because yeah. I know there was a bunch of money, and you can YouTube it. Went viral for a minute. This was maybe a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. where they showed his reaction to how much money that people were contributing. And I was like, okay, Reading Rainbow's coming back, but I don't know. Somebody's got to teach you somebody, to read. Somebody's got to do it. Do we have any? Do you have any tapes of Reading Rainbow plans? I can. I could. I feel like find them. Dude, I feel like it'd be dog? fun to show before the movie. Wishbone. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. Oh yeah, I remember Wishbone. Wishbone. <laughs> All right, last thing. Uh, were y'all fans of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Of course, you had to be. Um, yeah. Okay, so, like, I don't want to put y'all on the spot, but, like, Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Goosebumps. Yeah, for sure. Goosebumps. goosebumps had a bigger oh. influence in my life. I got uh, Monster Blood Part 2 right there. Yeah. I've got Night of the Living Dummy right there. Um, oh, I had stacks of Goosebumps. I had books. stacks of Goosebumps. Um, and then I bought, uh, shout out to the guys at Sanctum, they actually had a whole book about the artwork of R.L. Stein. That's a oh, rad-looking book. Really and rad. And so it talks about the guys that did the artwork. And the book I want to get was uh, the first Goosebumps that I ever – I watched the – I don't know what came first, the books or the TV show. But I was into both, I and there was the books. Yeah, yeah. oh, I know the books came first, but for me personally, oh, I don't know if I saw it. the show first before I started reading books or vice versa. But uh, stay out of the basement. Oh, that was There's a, a cool article about that artwork for that particular book it was actually done by a different artist than the other artwork because all the other artwork they wanted to make it. I'm nerding out right now, but they wanted to make the artwork scary enough to make it horror, but at the same time not too scary because they're trying to. Catch young readers, you know what I mean, and appeal to kids. And I think he did it so brilliantly, you know, this kind of cartoony, almost goofy artwork that's still scary. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not too scary where your mom's like, you're not reading that, you know. You're not some Stephen King thing or something. And so this book that I got was actually pretty cool. That's a long-winded way of saying yes, uh, Goosebumps, for sure. But Are You Afraid of the Dark was still cool, man. Um, I think, uh, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark had, like, a little bit of a darker spin to it. I think it it did, too. And there's several episodes that, like, to me, um, that stand out, man. Oh, yeah. They're freaking scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about a few of them every now and then. There's one where there's this, like, ghost monster that was invisible. But if you poured a certain chemical on it, it... was now visible, oh, like that. iodine yes. or something, yeah, 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 yeah. and it was in the pool. Yes, and she fell in the pool, and then there's this <clears throat> invisible monster, and, or she's in a raft or something, and it starts bumping the raft, but yeah. she can't see it. Yeah, oh, dude, the one with the girl, the the girl that had died, I think, and like was trapped in this like mirror land, like this like, armor that yeah. reverse world or something. That was creepy. I like the one with uh with Gilbert Godfrey as the dis- dispatcher in the uh, the netherworld. Like, the kid, oh, like, yeah. is obsessed with death and gets in a hearse and, like, ends up on the oh, other yes. side. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, there's several episodes. The ghouling... Gla- there's something where they're all, like, drooling blue Oh, the, foam. the comic book? It's like a comic book comes to life. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that one's really scary. And there was another one that was, like, this guy can't go to sleep. He, he robbed a bunch of, like, gold and stuff from this, like cursed pirate ship that he found Mm -hmm. and because he did that he can't go to sleep or like all the zombie water zombies of the 
crew will come and yes, get him. I remember that one. So he's yes. like nodding off, and every time mm-hmm. he's nodding off, it shows him coming out of the water. So he has to wake up, and oh, somehow yeah. he passes on to this kid, and then the kid's got to figure out how to like <laughs> unfuck himself, unfuck <laughs> yeah, himself because yeah. he can't sleep because it's like <laughs> if I go to sleep, the zombies are gonna come drag me into the water. Oh yeah, I guess any of the water-based episodes were like terrifying to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, do you, do you are like you afraid swim? of the dark? I love swimming. I love the okay. ocean. Good. Scared of sharks, obviously. Who isn't? Yeah, um, I mean, you know. But yeah, going back to Cruel Jaws, man, that was one of the things I want to see. Uh, I was a huge Jaws fan, as many people were. And uh, when I saw you reading that Cruel Jaws, I was very intrigued. I was like, what is this? And then I watched the trailer, uh, or I watched a video breakdown. Some, you know, everybody's got a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. now of this guy like dissecting the trailer in the movie. And he's showing like, and he, I think he mentioned, he's like, yeah, they just straight up stole scenes from their original Jaws. It's mm -hmm." crazy. You can tell like the different, um, I guess the, the, when they made the movie, like the transfers that they had or the film reels that they used for it were just all in different conditions. So you can tell when it cuts to like a different part of the film. It's like darker, it's like, grainier. It's like, why is this shark more detailed than this shark? This is just a boat with a shark painted on it. It's, it's, it's yeah, well, yeah, they showed one. It was so goofy. It was just like a little model shark. In oh, it's the water. A, yeah, yeah. It's like it a little rubber. Like, a, like someone's fish Like on string. Yeah. 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 So. And a lot of shotguns, uh, a lot of pot roast. Um, they actually borrow a lot of lines from Jaws to like the, they quote almost directly. We need a bigger boat. Oh yeah. yeah. I think we need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, this is fun, man. I feel like I learned a lot about like uh, you know old school VHS tapes and uh, kind of what you guys are trying to do. And you, you guys said you do this event, the TVs of Terror at Saturn downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys do it once a month, and the next one. Tuesday is Tuesday, coming up. Tuesday, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, come so and watch when, Chopping Mall. Does, uh-huh. does this release on Monday? So this episode will release Monday, so everybody's listening to it right now. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is the event, so go. Oh. Uh, it's a free event. Uh, you can meet Chase and Nick and talk to them about movies and also eat some free pizza and hang out and watch a cool, cool film. We would love to do that with y'all. Being that this is Monday and our event is tomorrow, Tuesday the 19th, um, I mentioned my friend Anthony in Under the Mountain. He does, it's kind of an alternating thing, like where he has every other month movie screenings. And so he actually has one on Wednesday, the 20th, at O'Neill Library, a movie called Gothic by director Ken Russell. It's uh, supposed to be a pretty wild movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that Plug out there. that? Wow. Cool. And when, that's the at the O'Neill Library. Mm-hmm. And does he do that also once a month, or is this just uh, like a It's usually like every there? other month. Okay. Yeah. A lot of modern modern horror movies, one's kind of underseen, but he's it's also kind of a... He's he's helped out with a few events and it's uh he also loves horror movies and so it's just kind of it fits. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not quite as gimmicky as the TV's a terror. No, it's thing. really just like kind of just he gives you a reason why he's screening the movie, screens the movie. He does not throw popcorn or trash on anyone. <laughs> okay. He doesn't, which okay. we have done. He doesn't do the raffle to humiliate you. And, yeah. No, no, he's never no done. trivia, all that stuff. No, so it's actually less fun. Yeah, I guess uh, we it's should less also, fun. <laughs> maybe we should also say sorry to the guy that we threw actual trash on. Officially say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all threw trash on someone? on on the record. So we had some like uh, we had some staged trash. It was just very clean, dry. Like, like plastic you know, bags, napkins, yeah, okay, unused, unused paper towels, napkins. Uh, I didn't just go rob the trash can out of the bathroom, <laughs> right? Okay, and I, th- I think didn't. either him or other people had contributed to this trash can that we had put out. We thought we had hidden it to the side, oh. but they were sitting like three or four seats away from it. And during doors, him and his girlfriend or wife, I can't remember, um, they had a couple beers and they threw the cans away in the trash can that was not. A real trash can. I mean, it, it was is set a real trash aside can. as a prop. Yes. Yeah, it, it 
that they didn't know that they didn't know they were going to get asked to get dumped on them. Well, we did. So we did ask them politely, like, can we dump trash on you at the beginning? It's like totally for the movie. We were acting like punks and we picked them up and pushed them around and then. Yeah. So it was a bit you guys It was a doing. bit. But you okay. threw actual we, trash. Yeah, but then you threw actual <laughs> trash. <laughs> we yanked him up out of his seat and we were pushing him around and like got a trash can and dumped some trash on him. And, and I was just like, why is there why, why am I wet? <laughs> why do I smell like beer now? Oh, no. This is just some random guy. You're yeah. like that guy. Yeah. Let's, well, he'll do it. Let's he sat this. down in the front row and you know so he was asking for it pretty okay. much i mean and that was kind of our you know our whole reasoning is just like <laughs> you've been warned if you go to these events don't buy a raffle ticket don't sit in the front <laughs> row <laughs> <laughs> raffle tickets are free too, free too. Yeah. yeah just don't pick one up if yeah, you pick don't. one up yeah or if they no. call your number just do it. not me no, just don't sit near any no do it it's hands. fun go do go it. be a part come of it come on it's awesome well guys thanks so much this was fun thanks for having us thank you 